How are you guys doing today? You're good, you're good. Tell your neighbor, are you good? Tell them, I'm good. I'm good, I'm good. All right, so today I'm not playing around, okay? I'm not playing around. I've got, I've got a lot to tell you guys. I've got a lot to tell you guys. So if you want to take notes, please feel free. Today we are talking about hearing from God. Hearing from God, hearing from God. Okay, and I know this topic can bring a lot of different emotions for different people. Like some people, you're already hearing from God. Some people, you may have heard a word and you're just like, maybe you're not sure how to move forward with it. Some people are like, you're you're new to the subject, like how do you hear from God? And so I really hope that, you know, wherever you are in that journey, that I can really um, speak to you today, that God will really speak to you today, and that, yeah, you'll really be able to walk forward in purpose and walk forward boldly in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's get to it. So, um, the first thing that I wanted to say is that um, I want to talk about like how, like who we are as people. So, you know, we have us, but um, we are body, soul, and spirit. So can we say body, soul, and spirit? Yeah. So what does that, to speak to your neighbor, what does that mean to you? What does body, what does the body mean? What, what do you think the soul kind of incorporates? What is the spirit? All right, let's come back. Let's come back. Sorry, I didn't give you much time. I'm whizzing through. All right, all right. Amen. Okay, so... Wow, you guys have a lot to say. Thank God. Okay, so in terms of our body, soul, and spirit, um, our body is our fleshly flesh, you know, our bones, our muscles, our fleshly desires, when we're hungry, when we're angry, when we feel lonely, when we feel tired, all those things incorporate our our flesh. And uh, Alcoholics Anonymous um, say that, you know, sometimes, you know, when people are feeling um, particularly vulnerable or, you know, your physical desires are kind of taking over, they usually ask, like, are you hungry? Are you angry? Do you feel lonely? Or are you tired? And how can you meet that physical need? So that's also, that's, that's a little nugget for you. Like, if you're ever feeling some kind of way, usually one of those four things could actually really, really help. So, yeah, the next thing is our soul. So that is our, our mind, our will, and our emotions. So our mind, our will, and emotions. And our mind can incorporate our personality, our attitudes towards things, our memories, our beliefs. And so that's what we mean when we talk about the soul. And um, in um, Romans 12:2, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So what do we mean when we talk about will? So in that verse, it just said, we can discern God's will. So I'll read that again. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, 
So don't be like the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So we have our will and we have God's will. Yeah. And we know this because Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. I don't know you guys recognize that verse. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. So Jesus was fully man and fully, fully God. And he had his will and he recognized that they were different. His will and God's will. So it's a process of surrendering our will to God's will. And yeah, they're, they're separate things. And um, there was a... Um, artist who wrote uh, what a beautiful name what a beautiful name it is yeah. <laughs> and um she was she like got some grammys and you know she got the grammy for the song and then she was asked i think pastor wallace mentioned this before but she was asked what would you tell like young christians or young people about following their dreams and she said she basically said like forget about your dreams don't follow your dreams, follow God's dreams. They are so much better than anything that you could imagine. And so, yeah, God's dreams are impossible without him. God's dreams are dreams that you can never do by yourself, but they're so much better than anything that we can imagine. And Jesus gives us the perfect example of laying down our dreams, laying down our will, laying down all the things that we want to do and seeing God make something beautiful out of things that we wouldn't have expected. Yeah. So I've talked about body, I've talked about the soul, and now I'm going to talk about the spirit. So the verse, 1 Corinthians 2, um, 9 to 14, it says, what, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God revealed to us by his spirit. So that first bit basically says, yeah, no, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived, or God has prepared for those who love him. So it basically says that the things that God has planned for you, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has conceived what he has prepared. Like it's so great. It's so amazing. And so today we're going to be talking about when God speaks to us, these are the things that he's going to be speaking to you about. He's going to be speaking to you about your purpose. He's going to be speaking to you about the places that he wants to take you. And we will only listen to God when we know his heart and we know that these are the things that God has planned for you. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who loved him. Like you can't even imagine the things that God has prepared for you. Yeah, they're so, they're so much better than anything that we could ask for. Um, and if we keep going in verse 10, it says... Yeah, so it says, For who knows a person's thoughts except for their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, 
so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirits taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. Okay, so let me break that down for you. All right, so that was, there was a lot of words in there. So the first thing is, I got to body and soul, and now I'm going to talk about the spirit, right? So the body was, yeah, and what does it include? Hunger, feeling angry, yeah, yeah, and the soul, what does that include? Yeah, so it's kind of like your choices, and, and, you know, we can choose to surrender to God's will, but that's kind of our choice, yeah. And then we have the spirit. So when we accept Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, when we accept that he is the way, the Holy Spirit enters us, yeah. The Holy Spirit resides in us and builds a relationship with us. So you have your spirit, and then you have the Holy Spirit that enters inside of us. And that's how we hear God. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that enters us and speaks to our spirit. Does that make sense? Yeah. So in here, it's basically saying the man without the spirit, capital S, which is the Holy Spirit, does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So that basically means that you can only really understand spiritual things. You can only really understand the Holy Spirit. You can only really hear God through your spirit. I feel like sometimes some of us may try with our flesh and try with our natural, like, natural selves, like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to try and hear God. And then you get really worked up about it and then you get anxious about it. And then it feels like sometimes you might be hitting a brick wall. Can anyone relate to that? Yeah. And you're just like, you're just trying and you're trying and you're trying. But this says that you can only understand God through the inside of you, through your spirit. And the Holy Spirit has already resided in you. He's already come in when you accepted Jesus, when you became a Christian. Does that make sense? So even though this sounds really complicated, it's actually really, really good news. Because the Holy Spirit is inside of you, and he's the one that speaks to you. And you don't need to strive, you don't need to, in your natural, you know, work to hear God. But it's something that comes from rest. It's something that is within you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And um, in Romans 15, it talks about how when the Holy Spirit comes into us, he adopted us as his as. Um, God's children that we cry Abba Father and so basically the spirit that the Holy Spirit when he comes into you is because you are God's child that when we hear God he talks to us from a father's perspective does that make sense that he talks to his children that's the heart of the father to speak to his children so every single person in this room if you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior you can hear God. That's good news, right? And even if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the good news is that you can at any moment. 
because he says that he's running towards you and wants a relationship with you. And even to go further than that, he wants a, a real relationship with you. He wants to communicate with you. He wants to go back and forth with you. So can we all say that I am a child of God? And I can hear God's voice. And it comes from a place of rest. Amen. So why don't you talk to your neighbor about a lot of the things I said, just said. And just, what's your thoughts? There was a lot of information in that little five minutes. All right, let's come back. Okay, so a big question for you might be, well, okay, you're telling me that I'm, God is already speaking to me and you're telling me that he constantly, you know, is speaking to me, but then why haven't I heard him? And I feel like some of us, or most of us, maybe we are expecting God to kind of interrupt us, to be like an outside voice, to be like an intruder, you know? But the Holy Spirit, as I mentioned, God speaks from within you. And God is a God that kind of hides things in plain sight. So maybe God has been speaking to you through, you know, your friendships, through your relationships, through your boss at work when he's challenging you, through nature, through the things that you hear, through the things that you see. Like God is always, always, always speaking. The Bible says that he has, the thoughts that he has for you are as numerous as the grains of sand on a beach. Like you can't count that, those, those thoughts. That God is constantly speaking to us and he wants to have a relationship with us. So number one, I would say, is are we living in an expectation that God will speak? Because if we live in an ex expectation that we can hear God's voice, then we will hear him. Things, things will change. Um, and another thing is, um, in John 10, it talks about my sheep hear my voice. And that specific um, phrase is like, my sheep know my language. So it's not just that we hear God's voice, but we kind of start to understand the way he speaks. And the way that we learn about the way he speaks is through his word. We can learn about his heart. We can learn about the things that he says. And we can also learn about the words that he uses. Maybe the imagery that we see in the Bible or the phrases that we see in the Bible. When we read our word, we can kind of see, okay, this is the way that God speaks. And the Holy Spirit is also the author of the Bible. And I feel like sometimes we might discredit, like, the words of God because we, like, we want to hear, like, God personally. But the word of God is where we should start. The word of God is where we should start. And, you know, in 2 Timothy 3, it says that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every work. So, number one, that the Bible is God-breathed. But number two, God speaks to equip us for every work. 
when God speaks to us, he gives us the grace to do the impossible. He gives us the grace to do the impossible. And he, he gives us provision for the word that he has given us. So some of us may be sitting on words right now that God has spoken to you about something, but you feel like, I'm not good enough. I can't do that. That's too big. That's, that's beyond me. But I feel like God is setting some people free in this place right now in Jesus' name that I've given you a word and I've given you the grace and the provision to be able to do it. So, yeah. And he has given us a big, big task. He's given us the task of, of spreading the gospel, of discipling nations. He says that every single one of you are chosen and anointed and equipped for the things that I have planned for you. And what, what do we say before? No eye has conceived, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived the things that God has planned for those that he loves. Like the purpose that God has for you is so much bigger than you and so much bigger than anything that you've seen so far. And I feel like he's saying that I want to speak to you, but will you trust me in the things that I'm telling you? Will you trust me in the things I'm asking you to do? Um, and another thing that when I was studying this for this message, something that really touched my heart was that the word of God, it pierces our hearts. It touches us in a way that no other voice can really touch us. And I don't know if any of you can relate to that. Can any of you relate to that? It's like that thought couldn't have been mine. Or the way that those, the, the verses in the Bible leapt up at me, it, it, it wasn't the same. There was something about, something about it. And there's this um, scripture when Jesus had already died and um, he, he had rose again. And this was like one of the last times or the last time that he um, um, resurrected and, well, showed himself as a vision to like people. And it says... Um, there were these two guys that were walking along and they were just walking along and they were talking about, oh my gosh, have you heard about Jesus? Like he's dead. And they were just kind of sad about it and they were just talking about it within each other. And it says, as they walked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along, along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. So these three guys are all talking. They're talking about Jesus being dead. And he, Jesus is like, what are you talking about? And they don't know that it's Jesus. And so they kept talking, they kept talking, they kept talking. And then, you know, Jesus is like, you know, I'm going to go. And they're like, no, no, wait, wait. And then they call him in and ask him to take a meal. And then it goes to, so this is Luke 24, by the way, if anyone's interested. Verse 30, and it says, when Jesus was at the table with them, he took bread gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened up the scriptures to us? And that verse really touched me because it says, you know, like even though we didn't recognize this person as Jesus, even in our own lives, even if we don't necessarily recognize God's voice in our lives, there's something that the voice of God, it, it burns within us. It's like our heart burns. Our heart is warmed. Our heart, there's something different when God speaks. Does that make sense? 
And so in, in all the different ways that you may hear God, I hope that you take away that one thing, that when God speaks to you, even as you read the Bible and something just jumps out at you, or you're looking around, when your heart burns, when there's something, there's something on, on what you see, or you feel like there's something different about you know, you looking at something specific, like that's probably God. Yeah, so when this, when your heart, and that, I think that's a perfect description of it, when our heart, their hearts burn as he talked to them. And even though we may not recognize him, you know, it's okay that we don't necessarily understand. We might be brand new to this or we might be, have been hearing God for a while. Even if you fully don't really recognize how God is speaking to you, just have the patience and the expectation that I may not fully understand this, but I'm going to wait. So when you're reading the word, and this might be the first time that you're really starting to expect God to hear, you know, hear from God, and you read a scripture, and you read a line, and it, it feels like it's jumping at, out at you. Even if you may not fully understand, oh, is this God speaking to me? Or, you know, you might not understand or may not recognize it. You know, why don't we have the expectation just to wait on, on that? Be like, okay, God, like, I feel like that one is really, like, jumping out at me. Are you trying to say something right now? Yeah. Can we wait on God? Can we be patient? Can we press in, you know? So, yeah. And also, there's um, another verse when we're talking about Elijah. And, you know, there was a big wind and a big fire and all these massive miracles that Elijah saw. But God was in the still, small whisper. He was in the still, small voice. A gentle whisper. That's the God that we serve. This is the God that you're listening out for. In this week, when you're trying to listen out for God, he, he's, he's in the whisper. He's a God that kind of like pursues us and draws, him close, draws us closer to him. And he's like, come and find me. Come and find me. Like, I'm here. I'm literally right in front of you. He doesn't force himself on us. He's not, he doesn't shout at us. He whispers to us. And he wants us to seek him. And, and build a relationship with him and sit at his feet and be patient. Do you get what I mean? This is, these are the fruits of the Holy Spirit and this is how God speaks to us. So, yeah, and also from, from um, another thing that I would say is that, you know, we've kind of spoken about this at a different point, but, you know, um, in every single situation, you hear two voices. You hear this perspective of love or you hear the perspective of fear. And God's voice will never be condemning or disappointed in you. And I feel like some of us, we don't really want to hear God's voice because it's like, I already know what you're going to say. I already know that, you know, you're disappointed in me. And I, I did that yesterday. And, you know, I'm, I've been making mistakes. And I just don't want to hear it, to be honest. I don't want to let go of this thing. I don't want to, I just don't want to hear it. And I feel like God is saying, like, you know, I'm actually a loving father. Like, I actually really love you and I care for you. And I'm not just about rules and I'm, I'm being disappointed in you and, and I don't take pleasure in, in the fact that you don't measure up and all these things that we might think that God is. He's a God that is full of love. He's full of peace. He's full of patience and kindness. When he speaks, he be, brings redeeming situations and solutions into every single situation. So, and there's always two voices, and I encourage us, whenever we go into a situation, what is the perspective of love? 
you know, are we being driven by our fear? Are we being motivated by fear or are we being motivated by love? You know, and what is the voice that we're actually listening to? Another thing is that prophetic words are supposed to strengthen, comfort, and encourage. So if you receive, like some of us may have been hurt by words in the past um, that people have given you, but words are supposed to encourage and strengthen and uplift. So even as we try and walk into giving people words or we start receiving words from other people that they, you know, we're saying that are from God, you know, are we encouraging and are we strengthening and are we uplifting with our words? Because God's voice is always redeeming. Let's say that. God's voice is always redeeming. God's voice is the voice of love. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, I hope that I've kind of set a background of what God's voice sounds like, what God's heart is, and how we are children of God, and we're listening to our Father speaking to us. Yeah? And that also, that when we are trying to hear God, we don't strive in the natural. We don't try our best and, 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 and get all like worked up about it, but we actually just rest and know that hearing God's voice is, is something that I'm a child of God, like I'm just supposed to be able to do. Like it's, it's something that he, he blesses me with, you know, and that all of us hear God's voice. So there are different ways that we can hear God's voice. So the first thing is, as I was saying, the Bible, the word. So, you know, you might... Um, read the word, read the Bible, and certain scriptures seem to like jump out at you. Also, you might be able to declare promises over your life. And that's, that's a, a big way that God speaks. And any way that God speaks will always be in line with his word. Yeah. Are you all with me? There's a lot of information, but you, get, you guys getting something from it? Yeah. Cool. So the first kind of person is a knower. So I want you to try and find yourself in these well also God speaks in your word in the word but a Noah so a Noah is someone or Noah's um, are people that kind of get an impression within them they can't really describe how they know but they know they know an outcome of a situation or they know that God is saying this about something and um it's kind of like a light bulb. It's kind of like, it's not a vision. It's not an audible voice. It's not like angels came down. It's just literally something in your spirit that's just like, I know this. I know this thing. I don't know if anyone can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, it's, it's, it's a thought that kind of comes into your mind and it's clearer than any other thought that you might have. And it, it wasn't something that you could have come up with, you, with you, on your own. And it's filled with hope and love. And it's usually in your heart, it's just like, do I have to, God? Or do I have to go and speak to that person? Or do I have to go to the front right now? Or do I have to um, pray for this person? Do you know what I mean? And then God's response is, you can do it. Like, I believe in you and you can do it. So I don't know if anyone can relate to that. Like, you just kind of know. And um, you kind of have different kinds of thoughts that you might have. So you might have, like, um, you thoughts, which are like, 
you're all about self-protection, ambition. It's all about me. You know, I, I don't want to go up to the front because I'm kind of embarrassed or I'm trying to protect my self-esteem right now. Like, you know, I'm not about that. That's us. And then we also have like, you know, the demonic thoughts, which are just like all about sin and shame and you can't do this and, you know, you're not worthy and all these different thoughts that we can just reject in Jesus' name because they're, they have no place in your head. And then there's God thoughts, which are just filled with peace and they're filled with hope and they're filled with love. And they're filled with, you can do more than you think you can do. And so um, Noah's are intuitive and that um, they kind of really encounter the word of God. And their strengths are that they are usually right about things that the way that they will turn out. And they can push through obvious barriers. But weaknesses, if you... If you um, relate to this but they may overvalue the things that they know and they may leave other people behind so God may have told you something specific and you know something specific but then you can't sometimes we may not actually describe it to the people around us and so other people may feel like left behind Um, and so an important thing for if you feel like you're a knower and that's how you hear from God um, that you actually speak to people and, and, t- and explain to them, okay, this is when I've got this word and this is how, you know, I just got an impression and, um, yeah, that I, I feel like God is saying this. And it's also important that when we hear God, um, that we stay in humility, that, you know, I feel like God is saying this because um, it gives us grace to be able to learn and to trust God, and for people to be able to test it, because the Bible says that we can test the words that we receive. Um, so, yeah. And also, when God changes or directions or, you know, Noah's might, you know, get a word from God and then just, like, run with it. But the point of, of hearing from God, the point with partnering God, is to check in with him constantly and to actually include him into the process that you're not just running with a word because now you're in control and you're independent. But it's about us actually checking in with God. And so um, I'll say a quick story. Um, I went to this conference and um, there was something that just dropped in me and I just felt like, um, so this person had been struggling with like infertility for like nine years. And I was going to ask her to be a speaker at a conference um, six months down the line. And there was something within me that just knew that she was going to be pregnant at the conference. And I'd, I felt like God just told me that not to do anything with it. But she just he just told me that just to be able to build my faith. So I didn't tell her that because I thought, you know, it's just too much. Like, you know, it's too much pressure to be wrong. And I was I was really brand new to that stuff. And so I got to the conference, which is like six months later, and she literally came with like a big belly. She was six months pregnant. And it was just really, really cool to be able to have partnered with God in that moment to be like, I knew that. Like, I knew that that was going to happen. And that if I had more faith, maybe I would have told her. Maybe that would have given her faith, you know. Okay, the next type of person is a seer. So I'm going to kind of whiz through these, but... A seer is someone who kind of sees pictures. They see visions. They're a visionary. God gives them the big picture. And that when they get the picture, they feel faith. Can anyone relate to that? Yes. And you get faith for what God has um, told you. And in the Bible, it talks about Samuel being a seer and this other prophet, Gad, being a seer. And um, they they might be an intercessor. They might be an entrepreneurial. And they have an ability to be able to see into the future. Um, usually about pictures about specific things. Um, but weaknesses are that when you might have gotten a big vision 
and you might have faith for, you know, God is going to take us to Brazil or something. And that, you know, when other people are just like, but, you know, we have service on Sunday and we need to get this stuff sorted out. So it might, you might clash with people that have a, um, are looking at the administration stuff or the mundane stuff mundane stuff now so it's about working with people and loving people even when you feel like you know but I've got faith for the fact that we're we're going to going to a different country um, another thing is that when you explain the vision other people haven't necessarily got the f- same faith that you got when God spoke it to you so it's about um, understanding that God has given you the faith for it but how can you be a person that casts vision better that actually is able to share what God has told you better and how can you love people in the practically you know in the now I feel like seers often they might um, because you're so focused on the future and you're so focused on what God has told you you have to be able to look after your own bodies you have to look after the fact that you're not overworking yourself trying to make these visions come to pass when it's actually God is the one that is bringing these visions to pass yeah and also that you know you, not to grow weary in the waiting because you're expecting something to happen now but God has told you something for a future time and um yeah it's not about bringing the word to pass ourselves but letting God be the one and also that even when God has told us anything that we're still dependent on him all right so the next kind of person is a hearer so this is people that might hear the audible voice of God um and um they kind of they have a they they Sometimes it might be that you have a specific moment when you hear the audible voice of God. But other, for other people, it might be that God is speaking to you like all the time. But I, I know that hearers is not as common. So it's a real special gift if you have it. And um, a quick story also is that I remember there was only one time that I feel like I heard the audible voice of God. And um, it was on the 26th of November, 2016. And so, um, and it was basically that God was basically shouting to me and, and telling me that like, you know, that there was this conference and that God really did the whole conference for this one person. And I heard God say, it was for her, it was for her. And I felt like I really felt his heart for the one. And it was really, it was really, really powerful. And so the strength of a hearer is that you might be able to work independently. It's a really special way of hearing God. And you can usually, you can point to the moment that you heard God speak. So it kind of, you know, gives you a lot of confidence. But, you know, it can, it's important to also, again, bring people along in the conversation. And um, when you're telling people, I feel like God is saying this, how can you bring people along who haven't necessarily heard God in the same way that you have? And the last type is a feeler. So I'm a feeler. So a feeler is someone that feels situations, feels atmospheres. And so when you walk into a room, you can feel like, oh, the vibe, the vibe is off. Or the vibe, oh, or I feel, really feel like God is moving. Or, you know, I feel like we need to pray into this or, you know, whatever. But basically, you're, it's, I kind of describe it as like you put a toe in the water and you feel the temperature, but that's what I do like in myself. Like I, f- I feel the room and I'm like, what do I feel like is going on here? And um, you know, when, we, when people get burdens and they get emotions for things, sometimes it can be confusing because it's like, am I feeling this or is this what happen- is happening in the room? And so um, 
yeah, you, you kind of get an insight into how God is feeling. You can be sensitive to what God is doing in places. Um, but um, weaknesses can be that you have to be able to manage your emotions and be able to understand this is the way that God speaks to you. So um, if you feel a, a certain emotion, it's about stepping back and being able to say, is this how I'm feeling or is this what's happening in the room? And if you do get a burden... Are you praying through it? Like when God has given you a burden, like maybe someone is sad in the room, like it's not just for us just to feel sad. God is a God of redemption. So he wants us to be able to pray through it and bring and bring that to, you know, to, to fruition. And also, um, sometimes it can, your feelings can dominate when our feelings are supposed to be just indicators. They're not supposed to be our masters. And um, sometimes it can be hard to do things until things feel right. So it's important not to dominate with our emotions, to still understand that, you know, um, yeah, to still understand that the way that other people are feeling are important as well. And if anyone wants to talk about that a bit more, like, feel free. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So the final thing that I wanted to say, those are the kind of different ways that you can hear God or some of the broad categories. And also, you know, you can hear God differently in different seasons of your life. Um, and, and you can also maybe identify with one, but, you know, or maybe two of them. And, you know, the essential point that I'm trying to make is that God speaks in like loads of different ways and that God has spoken to every single one of you, but it's about recognizing his voice and and knowing that he is in plain sight he's literally come up to here and said i want a, f a full-on relationship with you but um are you willing to to take that step so um and one final thing that i wanted to touch on that i'm gonna whiz through is that um three things one thing is that it's so important not to um idolize words from God like I feel like some of us may have gotten words from God and it can be really really challenging because you can't see them actually come into pass yet but before the prophetic word before the the ways that we hear God we love God himself we value his heart over his voice and so it's so important that when we feel like we're hearing God, when people are telling us this is what we feel like God is saying, it's so important to go back to God and say, I know that you're good. I know that you don't lie, but I don't understand what's going on right now. It's important to understand that we only prophesy and we only hear in part. God has the full picture. So even with confirmations, I feel like some of us may have gone through seasons where we feel like we were hearing God, hearing God, hearing God, getting so many confirmations. But then you look in front of you and you're like, I just don't understand. Like nothing is happening right now. But in those moments, are we trusting God or are we idolizing or worshiping the words? Like it's important to put God first and there was a season in my life where I had to say I was getting so many confirmations I was hearing God I feel like I was hearing God but he told me that I had to lay it down and so I had to say God you are good even when I don't understand you are good even though I just I I don't get it and yeah it's just so important to stay dependent on him and yeah like if we want to hear God's voice more 
you know, it's important to um, maybe take a few risks. Maybe ask him the small things and see and, f- and identify the voice inside of you. So like which elevator is going to come first? And you might hear left and then the left one comes. And you're like, oh, you know, that was right. And then you go to another thing and just, just kind of like try, try listening to God this week. And co- come with the expectation that God does speak to me. I am his child. He wants to speak to me. And, he's no, and his voice is filled with love. And you'll, you'll, I feel like a lot of you will feel that within yourself. So, yeah, that was a lot of information. So why don't we all stand up? Um, so, um, yeah. So I just want us to um, close our eyes for a second. So we're, we're going to be done in a minute. But, um, yeah. I don't know what category you guys are at. So, you know, it might be that, you know, you haven't really heard God before. It might be that you've heard a word, but you're confused about it. It might be that you are hungry for more of God and you you hear God, but you want more. Whatever category you're in right now, whatever response, whatever emotions are inside of you right now, I just want you to, Give that to God and talk to him, even in your heart, that, Lord, like, I want to I wanna hear your voice, and I want it to be a voice of redemption. I want it to be a voice of healing. I want to know that I'm your child and that you speak to me. So I just thank you, Lord, for every single person in this room. I thank you that you speak to every single person in this room. I pray for anyone who hasn't, you know, may not be a Christian or hasn't accepted you. And I pray that they will know you, that you will reveal yourself to them this week. That you will show them, what is this Holy Spirit? Who am I? And I pray that, you know, you'll give them conversations and you will show them that you are, you are love. You are the best thing that could have ever happened to us. I pray for people that, you know, may have accepted you, but, you know, are new to hearing your word and hearing your voice. I pray that you will reveal yourself to them in Jesus' name. And I pray that you will really show them that, you know, I love you and I'm speaking to you all the time. And I'm so excited to speak to you. I pray for those who have got words and they may be confused about those words. And they're in a season of, God, you said this and I know you're good, but this is really hard. I pray that you will break all confusion in Jesus' name. And I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, they will know your heart. And your heart is that you love them. I thank you that your word never comes back to you void. But I thank you, Lord, that you're giving them the grace to lay it down. That I only see in part, and that's okay. Because I know that you're good, God. And I pray for those who just want more of you, that want to hear you in a new way. And I pray that you will just... Bless them in Jesus' name and give them more. It says in your word that to those that have received you, you just give them more and more and more. You're an abundant God. And I just pray, Lord, that we will walk into a new season where we will obey you and listen to you for the new things that you want to do and the purpose that you want to do in this. So I just thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.